0: Schofield and Company is on the road at the Nova Home Loan Studio.
1: Toss comes to the near side for Harris. He runs through a big hole, and he's gone to the 50, a burst to the 40, a loan to the 20. Damien Harris to the house. Touchdown,
2: Patriots. Bakes a handoff, fires a strike, caught, touchdown, Buffalo. Touchdown, Bills, and it's Gabriel Davis, an absolute fastball from Josh Allen, and the Bills find the end zone. A throw down the middle, and it's knocked complete yeah! by
1: Miles Bryant. And the Patriots take a win back to New England.
0: It's time for Cofield and Company with Steve Cofield. On ESPN Las Vegas. Today has
1: been weird. I feel like we never get, like, a full recap of highlights for Monday Night Football. Is it that Ari did say yesterday he was picking the Patriots in an upset novice, Ari? Is he... Is he Is he showing off? Is he puffing his chest out? Is that what's happening right now? Seems that way. A little bit. Uh, Sam Peniotovic wants to be accurate. We understood what he was saying. He was talking about the Patriots bet early, um, actually before the season, that Westgate took a bet that was going to win $800,000. Patriots were 40-1. to This is to win the Super Bowl. It was a $20,000 bet. $20,000 bet. That's a lot of confidence at 40-1. to
2: Well, how about the... Patriots and Bucks now being favored in their respective conferences. I I thought
1: about it uh, for a, probably the final ten minutes of the game, how sickening yet pleasure-filled Super Bowl week will be if it is Belichick against Brady. Oh,
2: man, I I still like I still think the Colts might be the best team in the AFC.
1: I know you said that last week, and and I was like, wait, team that's barely over five hundred,
2: yeah, best team. Um. So, I mean, that would be interesting, too. I mean, Brady against his old nemesis, the Colts, <laughs> obviously a different era for them. Uh, but, I mean, there could not be. We saw what the regular season game was. There could not be a big – if they do play in the in the Super Bowl, I almost wish that they wouldn't have played in the regular season. Uh, but that would be the dream for every NFL executive, every network person, anywhere, ever.
0: Battle Born Injury Lawyers tense. the Big Five at Five number five
1: so we we're just talking with uh panty on uh, the gambling spot about uh, reno in their bowl game what is it the quick lane bowl so i think it's the only reason i remember it is because i've read it a couple of times but other than that i have no idea where these games are mm-hmm. uh, which which actually when you're betting the games is a factor uh, you you, sure. you do have to factor that in but um in this case i i jumped on like six games bowl games right away and i was basically making predictions on which guys I think would opt out, high-profile quarterbacks who might hit the transfer portal if someone's already hit the transfer portal. And in the case of Reno, listen, I didn't know that Jay Norvell would jump in conference. I thought he might get a job elsewhere, but I made the bet based on the fact that there was no way Carson Strong was going to play in a bowl game, Mm -hmm. unless he's stupid, unless his agents are stupid. Not to be mean, but even the game when they smashed UNLV up there, and that was, what, like five weeks ago. I mean, I watched the kid throw all over the Rebels but most of it was uh short you know the horizontal passing game but he dragged his leg badly and he was hurt most of the season like why would an NFL quarterback prospect ever risk right. like really crushing his leg in the friggin quick lane bowl so anyway the number was six and a half Western Michigan Wait. getting six and a half now Wait. it's basically a pick
2: 'em. are you saying that players might not look at the bowl games as the most important results in certain cases, <laughs> yes. When they have NFL futures, yes. Okay.
1: Now, will will the rest of the Reno team be motivated for the game? Yeah, I mean they've got uh, Vi Tawa is you know uh, Tua Tawa's older brother. He's you know a legendary Wolfpack player. He's going to want to do the best job possible. Um, I now I'm blanking on the freaking six nine kid Nate something who plays quarterback. Which I that was another thing I was like that kid is not even a backup quarterback. I don't know what's going on here. Um, yeah, they'll 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 be motivated, but they're I mean the team is very talented, but. It's Carson Strong is awesome. Yeah, I just
2: meant I just meant going back to the Georgia. Cincinnati. That's why I avoided it. I said
1: yes in in the case of NFL prospects.
2: So every yes, player out Georgia. Uh,
1: I think I think the rest of the players can still be motivated. But you're right, it is it is tricky. Like some yeah. teams can look at it like, hey, our best five guys are out. You know, hey, that's disappointing. It's deflating. I mean, I would I would think most of them would look at it like you know, they're gonna do what they they're gonna do. I still want to play hard. And here's you know what's crazy now is, well, I guess they wouldn't play in the game if they were thinking this. Yeah, you know, we talk about the NFL, like even when the season is winding down and your team sucks, right, that you're basically if you're not an established player, if you're not a guaranteed contract guy, no one has guaranteed contracts except for right. a couple quarterbacks, but if you're not making, you know, five million north on up, um, you're always auditioning for the next job. And I was actually, I was going to put this whole thought together about in college football now with the transfer portal, but you wouldn't play in a bowl game if you were thinking about going to the transfer portal, so.
2: Maybe you would. Maybe you're trying to show off for the other team. So all
1: of this was leading into a conversation about a comment I saw about the Reno job. So folks didn't see it yesterday. Jay Norvell told Reno, bye-bye. Head coach, a lot of people say it's a lateral move. It's not. There's a lot more money. And money's a lot of what these jobs are about. Not only salary, but the facilities. And frankly, Reno Stadium is a dump. It is an old stadium. It's just not very impressive. And when you get a chance to go to Colorado State, where they seem to be flush with money right now, and your salary is going to jump from seven hundred thousand to one point eight million. <laughs> then you jump laterally within a conference. Now, something else I didn't know about is that uh, Norvell actually talked to Utah State last year, so he's been looking.
2: Sure. And I don't blame him.
1: I, I don't know how Reno let this thing go on, where the guy was only making seven hundred grand, like
2: the lowest salary or second lowest salary in
1: the Mountain West Conference.
2: He's a good football coach. Very good. And and, and yeah, I think uh, it's not just. It's not just the money that he's making, as you said. It's the money that's invested in the program, and he obviously wants a major job at some point. You you do that by learning how to you know, allocate some of those resources and working with more resources and all of those things. Like- he's also 58, and that major job may not be
1: coming. It will. So when you have a chance to get $1.8 million, a five-year deal for $9 million, then I think you jump at it. Uh, sure. But I, I thought this was interesting from a Stephen Godfrey who mentioned that Utah State thing, that uh, Norvell was involved there. Um he tweeted uh, the feeling was Nevada wasn't ever going to be serious about competing in football like they compete when i read that i was like all right now we're getting a little too hardcore they huh. they they do a very good job there in spite of some you know limited finances it is a good football program that has consistently made bowl games and that that's the goal i mean winning national championships at this level in the group of 5 is going to be tough cuz you're you're not really allowed in unless you're perfect like cincinnati
2: right but if you if you feel like you're maximizing everything you could do there then all you can do is go down. Is it a good job, Reno? Yeah. No, it's not. No, I they've mean, got
1: we, a, they've got a good football tradition, and I'm sure that I'm sure they'll step up for the next coach. They'll you know they'll get the coach to like a million dollars a year, which why I don't know why they didn't already take care of that with Norvell. No,
2: but it's it's not. Well, you know my philosophy on things. You mentioned their stadium is a dump. It fits in with the rest of the city. Do not want to live there?
1: No? I actually the the last couple of times I've been there, I think the city is actually is on the That's come. They're track. they're investing a lot of money there, Tracks. and they do have they do have ties to Northern California. And Norvell did a really good job of recruiting Southern
2: California. Yeah, but I think he was he was again. It's the investment that you're making in the program, which they really don't. And again, and it's also a it's a small town. I wouldn't want to be there. I wouldn't want to be. I said today, I don't. Well, he's going to Colorado State, so it's not really that much, that much better. But I was like, if you, if I was ever offered a job in a place where you need a scraper in your car, like I would never take that. Wow. Well, you took a scraper. I don't. State this is a scraper. Have you been to Fort Collins? It. Yeah, it's a nice town. Yeah. A, too small for me, but sure, it's a nice place. I believe
1: me, When I was when I was, uh, when I was walking around San Francisco the other the other day, I was like, I understand why Adam likes this place so much. I you are you that. are a I you are a big city guy.
2: I love several and it's – I love chaos. That's that's another – like, I just love chaotic things. It's great. Too quiet. Too quiet. Way places. too quiet.
1: Number four. Rebels are back on the court tomorrow night. Mandalay is the site. Seattle. Uh, Michelob Ultra Arena. They going to come out of this, or are we looking at a season where they're going to have a bunch of losses that are like 13 to 18 points, especially on the road, because the conference has some really good teams.
2: It does, including the aforementioned Colorado State, which is really good. Um, I think they come out of it. I, I think this was this was a brutal week, a brutal scheduling week. It just was SMU and San Fran. And by the way, San Francisco is just a
1: really good basketball. They're really team. good. Yeah. They're really good. They have a really. They have a, a very good lead guard who just crushed them and was taking ridiculous shots. And I, you know, when I talked to Kevin Kruger after the game, because it was kind of like the Travis. I always get his, his first name wrong. Uh, Who's the ATN kid? Is that his first name? Whatever his name is. At Wichita State. Um, He was taking crazy off the dribble three-pointers from 26 feet. And uh, ATN was. And and Bouye, the best player for San Fran, was doing the same thing. And, you know, I said to Kevin Kruger, it's like, you know, at some point do you have to start covering guys out to 25, 26 feet? And he said, well, I mean, by the numbers, those are – he didn't say they're terrible shots. They're not good shots. Yeah. So, like, uh, what do you do? Well, you they're they're, they're, they're going to face some teams in conference that have some dudes who are very confident who are probably going to take the same sort of shots. And he even said, he's like, well, I guess maybe we were – and he wasn't saying nasty. He's like, I, I guess the way it worked out, maybe we, we would have been better off just letting him dribble around and see what he would have done
2: <laughs> rather uh-huh. than let him
1: shoot from 26 off the dribble, which he was making.
2: You know I agree. You know I agree with that premise of if a guy was shooting thirty feet, go ahead. I've seen it. You wouldn't Shoot. play defense against a guy who was shooting from thirty. Yeah. That was about fifteen years ago. Yeah. If you're gonna make them, more power to you. You don't cover that. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that they were in a they were in a spot where they had a couple of games that they thought they'd be able to win. They they weren't. They didn't come out with the win in Michigan, a game that they had a chance to win against a, you know one of the better teams in the country. Uh, they thought they maybe could beat UCLA, and they didn't. They kind of. Um, just kind of got rolled early in that game. And I think there was some carryover of, you know, disappointment from the tournament. Uh, obviously that Wichita State game was just brutal, how it ended and uh, how that went down. And I think there was just a level of, you know, frustration is probably not the right word, but, um, you know, there, there was a letdown uh, for, you know, how those games kind of turned out. And then the UCLA game got ugly. Then you have to go on the road and play a good SMU team that got ugly. And then all of a sudden travel to San Francisco and play a really good, San Francisco team might be the best team they've played. Uh, That's a lot saying they played two top five schools. It's funny the way the season's gone. Uh, Every time
1: I see a new point guard, I'm like, I think that's the best player they played. Uh, uh, This guy was, Bouye was as good as ATN and, you know, Tiger Campbell. And then in between that, the
2: Kendrick Davis kid is ridiculous at SMU. So they they need, they obviously need this win. You know, Seattle has a decent program. They shouldn't beat UNLV. Uh, They need that win. I think to just reset, get back on track, and I think that that they're going to be fine. I think the talent's there. I like the staff. I like the direction that they're going in. This was just this is a really ugly stretch of basketball in a, a really horrible scheduling spot. And they me. built a roster that couldn't afford injuries
1: at the big spots and the fact that the Hampshire kid is out, I don't know when he's coming back. And yeah. then uh Iwaker went down. Uh, you know, he's six seven physical dude who can probably defend from five on down to two. So he's supposed to be back. It looks like he's on track to return tomorrow. And I think that'll help him a lot. Yeah, I
2: would agree. And, and I, but I just think I think they need a victory yeah. to kind of reinforce what they're doing right now. Number three. That
1: was a nightmare. The Bills and what, I What are you talking about? I was popping champagne I, I know, bottles last night. Well <laughs> one of the reasons it was a nightmare is that I bet the over, everyone else in the world yeah. had the under. I almost and, did and, do, it, and it was and it was it was going all right, and then you know, then all of a sudden Belichick is like yeah, I'm not I'm not gonna throw the ball. You guys can't stop the run. I'm not 22. Uh, check that 46 carries for 222 yards, three attempts, the entire game. And of course, afterwards, everyone's like, yeah, hey, what a great job coaching. Did McDermott get frustrated with it?
2: Uh, yeah. And, and I, I don't know. I, people are kind of, are kind of using this to say, and I think miles, uh, said this when he news with us earlier. Um, people are saying that, that McDermott was trashing his offensive coordinator. Um, I don't know. And that's Brian Dable, of course. Uh, I, I don't know exactly what he was getting at with his quote, uh, but he was asked about Belichick and his game plan and what they were able to do, and he said, let's not give more credit than we need to give Bill Belichick. That's interesting. Like, it's just frustration with, hey, Belichick was great. Right. And I do know, um, and man, this could be a whole show. The, the way the bills are covered, I think is a part of this too. Like we've talked about this. The Bills media is nothing but Bills fans. And I think a lot of times that leads to said on the show, if the person that you're following or the person that you that is covering the team that you like is a fan of that team, I would stop following that person. Because you don't get you don't get objective analysis of things that are going on, and you saw that last night with some frustration. I saw some of the media people like Belichick just crushed McDermott. Ah, there's something like, okay. So I mean he did, <laughs> but it was more like how a fan would react to it instead of analyzing exactly what he did. And I think part of that got to McDermott a little bit. Um, clearly, when he's like, let's not give him more credit than we need to. Whether it was Bill or anybody else, they beat us, right? But you sit here and you tell me that when we start with an average starting field position of the 40-yard line and he starts with the 23-yard line and I'm rounding up in both cases and we're one for four in the red zone and they're 0 for one. You give me that ahead of time, I'd say I like my chances. I like my chances. I don't think, with all due respect, it's not a Bill Belichick type thing. It's what are you doing with the opportunities that you've got? What are you doing with the opportunities that you have? We turned the ball over on the plus 30-something yard line. Sloppy football. Sloppy football. I'm very comfortable in that situation. I don't even know what he's talking about. People are saying he's going after Dable. I think he's going after his offense. Um, I don't know. I don't know exactly where his frustration is, uh, but we did – You know, we saw – Uh, different things that were going on in the press conference last night the bills are very frustrated clearly and let's also keep in mind here bills are not seven and five in a wild card spot but they're going on the road to play the bucks next week you lose that game you might be out of a playoff position for a team that four weeks ago my god was looked at as a surefire playoff team probably number one seed and by the way
1: they were minus remember when i was doing about four weeks ago i was doing yes no on the playoffs I was saying, try to find some value on the pluses. I'm pretty sure the Bills four weeks ago were minus two thousand to make the playoffs.
2: And over and over the last eight weeks, they have played as they've fallen apart the easiest schedule. Oh, pointed that out in the yeah. NFL and they, have fallen apart. They should have been like a fourteen and three team based on the schedule. And also, and I'll I'll also say this, and everybody knows my biases in this area. But when when you set things up to say. Hey, this team stinks. It's all Josh. Josh Allen is everything. Josh Allen carries us. Josh Allen does this. Josh Allen does that. It's not the team. It's Josh Allen. When you lose, it's also Josh Allen. And he was he was bad. He was inaccurate and made poor decisions
1: and had a lot of big uh, negative chunk plays. Number two. Raiders. I'll say this. Raiders fans are mad about the calls the last couple weeks. The roughing on Crosby, I saw you just viciously attack Q. <laughs> we we talked about it uh, at halftime. Yeah, well, I saw I saw a lot of people up in the
2: booth were uh, very annoyed about it and said uh, that's a bullcrap call, but it is a rule. It's a rule. There's, there's, and by the way, we saw one last night probably should have been called and it wasn't. Um, do I think what Max Crosby did should be a penalty? Absolutely, one hundred percent not. No, not in any way. Was it a penalty? Yes. Yeah.
1: And I, I tweeted at someone else who was covering the game, our buddy Kalani, longtime listener, who's with uh, Arrigo's franchise, because um, he was saying it was a bullcrap call. And I was like, yeah, hey, it's the rule. And. And I responded after that, I'm like, I didn't make up the rule. I guess when Max Crosby tackles, you have to, all in one motion, make sure you're tackling someone to the ground, but also spin off to the side to avoid having any sort of weight land on top of him.
2: And by the way, we saw that with a sack that the Raiders had later in the game, and Washington got furious and was like starting to to fight about it when, I'm trying to think who it was, got a sack. As he's going down, he threw, he, he twisted himself to throw Heineke to the side. So that he didn't fall on it, right? And then the the Redskins are like, "What are you doing?" Like, that's what you have to do. You're trying to avoid a penalty, right? So, I mean, I get the frustration because I don't think that should be a penalty, but it is a penalty. Look at the look at the letter of the law. There's not any wiggle room. There's not any there's not any way to say, "Well, if it's unavoidable, there's none of that." If in making a sack, your body weight comes down on the quarterback, that is a penalty, and there's no. There's no vagueness to it. There's nothing. You have no choice as a referee, according to the rule. Now, you do have choice all the time, of course. But you have no, according to the rule, if you're calling it fairly, you have no choice but to throw a flag. And they did. And then in the other scenario, uh, the, the Jonathan Abram tackle uh, on Gibson, a lot of people were upset about that, where he was called for going low on a blocker. Now, the issue in that one, and the Raiders' Are sending this into the league with a video of saying this shouldn't be it shouldn't be a call you cannot, in open space like that you cannot like go down below a blocker's knees to take him out of the play. Abram was going to make a tackle the lineman got in between as Abram dove and so he hit the lineman low and made the tackle at the same time. According to the letter of law, again, that's a penalty but should it be, if you're going to make a tackle and the guy comes in between you Probably shouldn't be a penalty either. That should be rewritten. But but I think it's very important, and you referenced the, the tweets about this, but I think it's very important for fans to not yell and scream and say, why'd you call that? It's very important to say, why is that a penalty? Because it was the right call. And if you make the wrong argument, then you're not going to fix anything. You're not going to change anything. Because what the league will say is, it's the right call. But if, you're, if your complaint is... Hey, that's a dumb rule that needs to be changed. That's a better approach because the league did make the right call. The ref did make the right call. Change the rule. So get mad at the right things. Don't get mad that they called it. And also, going back, if you weren't mad at the refs in Dallas for helping the Raiders win, then you don't really have a right to be mad when the calls go against you either. Be mad when the calls go your way that are wrong. Be mad about that. that. That is how things get fixed.
0: Number one. Derek
1: Carr starting to feel the heat a little bit. Last five games, about 1,400 yards. Five touchdowns, four interceptions, two lost fumbles. Raiders are one and four. What was the vibe you got from
2: Derek Carr? He, I mean, he's, he seems to be feeling it. I think that would be fair. Uh, his, his post-game press conferences after the last two losses. So that would be what, Cincinnati, then they had a win, and then the loss to Washington. Um, he's been... I think very much trying to fight back just either an angry outrage or, you know, a crying outrage. Um, He's been emotional and he's been trying to fight back whatever uh, he's been feeling. But clearly, yeah, I mean, I think you look around, this was a season that was going in a different direction, a season that was going positively. And all the emotions and all the terrible things that they went through uh, off the field, you know, not only created by the controversy of Gruden's emails, but obviously the the horrible tragedy with Henry Ruggs and what he created and, and the team was able to kind of overcome that a little bit, but now they're going in the wrong direction. So if it's, you know, exhaustion from all that, or if it's just teams figuring them out or whatever the reason is, they not only have to deal with all of the things that have happened off the field, but now everything that's going wrong on the field as well, It's it's got to be crushing. It's got to be exhausting, carrying that around all the time. So you understand it, but... You know, I, I think Derek Carr also was seeing like this was a year that was a lot on him. A year where it was gonna kind of determine where the franchise was gonna go in the future. And while it's not his fault, like he's been what he's been. He's been to me, you know, tenth to twelfth, even eighth to twelfth best quarterback in the league, not only this year, but consistently. Um, uh, but if you look over the last you know eight years that he's been here, They've tried a whole bunch of different things. They've had several different rebuilds, different coaches, different staffs, different players around them. The only constant has been Derek Carr, and the only constant is losing.
0: It's the Big Five at Five, brought to you by Battle Born Injury Lawyers. If you've been injured, call Justin Watkins at Battle Born Injury Lawyers, 570-9000.
2: Honestly, I feel like as a team, it was nothing wrong with the effort. Like we gave effort to the end, but we got to execute better in attention and attention to detail because I think if we had a couple more players, including me, I got to be more detail oriented, I feel like, and the whole team. So.
0: From the fantastic Nova Home Loan Studios, Cofield and Company is back. Raiders, Nate Hobbs
1: on showing more attention to detail uh college football news in. it looks like fresno state is going to go back to uh, an old name in jeff tedford bring him back as their head coach not sure i love that one <laughs> see how that works out long range if you don't know kalen deboer their coach went to washington uh, you just heard the update about mls really we're here huh so what's the latest on this mls
2: expanding again and vegas may get a team so, well. They need to expand. Obviously, it's that's how they make money <laughs> by expanding. It's their only profit, uh, their only revenue stream. Uh, it does sound yes. He, the commissioner, did say Vegas is the front runner. Um, I think they missed their chance. They were going to be the first major, you know, major league sports franchise in the market, and they didn't. They allowed the Golden Knights to come in, allowed the Raiders to come in, and now I want it. I love soccer. I mean, I love going to lights games are great. It would be great to see a higher level. I think that opens up potentially uh, even more of the major events to come to town. You know, the gold cup was awesome. It'd be cool to have, you know, other major events like that at some point, especially if we had a soccer only stadium uh, down the road, which would be tremendous. Uh, I don't know how many soccer specific MLS stadiums you've been to, but they are incredible. Uh, Awesome places to watch games. So I'd love to have that. Uh, I just... I don't know. I feel like, you know, I i mean, I obviously don't believe baseball's coming, but the more things that come here, at some point you are saturating the market. Uh, I want MLS. I love it. I just, I don't know. Garber said in Las Vegas, you could
1: conceivably see a soccer stadium that looks like a mini version of a Legion stadium. Where's that stadium going to be? And i, I assume, Tropicana? And I assume this is going to be a privately financed deal?
2: I would hope so. Uh, Wild Wild West? Well, I think you were downtown? talking about the Tropicana. That's, well, that's where we're building stadiums now. Um, Smith Center area, I think there's still some land potentially that was uh, discussed before. Cashman, they'll have that. They'll have
1: 95 through uh, downtown, all done by 20 uh, something. Sam Boyd. I don't think they want it out there. It's a great space for it. Well, I think obviously the, 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 the top desire is to have something near the strip. But is there a piece of property that you can justify
2: building a soccer stadium on wild wild west I'm, i mean listen i think downtown is still kind of a cool thought mm-hmm. uh somewhere in the area either smithson or cashman i think downtown down needs it i think yeah. you could
1: you know revitalize i don't know if it was ever vital whatever <laughs> uh but maybe invest in that path from downtown over to cashman it's not the greatest path right now what
2: are you talking about i love that area best tacos in vegas right Or on that, it, on that it, walkway. It, it could use some help there's a certain convenience store that i still don't understand the thought process of people that shop there to just throw things on the floor oh is that what happens yeah i've never seen that <laughs> It's.
1: are you talking about the Seven Eleven on the other side i
2: didn't mention any place
1: well there's like 7 within like a mile of each other.
2: Sure, I said it's one conveni- just south said, of ninety five, and one north of ninety five. I said a convenience store. I
1: was at the one south of ninety five uh, <laughs> two weekends ago. It ain't much better. I know.
2: I've been to that one many times. Yeah. too. it's a uh, it's a different part of town for sure. Which it could use some help. I would love the soccer stadium there. Put it where that Seven Eleven is. <laughs> you don't yeah. seem to be very serious about a venue. I am. I want. I just said I want this. I want a soccer stadium. It'd be great. I just I think they missed their mark. They they had the time. They were going to be the first ones here. It was going to be great, and they weren't.
0: Have credit issues or need help with your down payment? Nova Home Loans offers free credit services to all of their applicants, and they have some great down payment assistance programs available to those who qualify. Call Dustin DeHart at 577-2600. Do you have that stand, Pat? answer when somebody says hey you and greenie get back together uh yeah i just the, the i think the stamp
1: answer is basically it's not going to happen just kind of i don't know what yours was this is a crazy business where paths cross and recross all the time so you never can say never i guess that would be the most general answer i could give
2: yeah wait
1: is
0: that breaking ah, news golic says there's a chance
1: <laughs> that said you could probably finish it like mike tomlin and say it's never going to
0: happen. <laughs> <laughs>
1: My God, the Golick family hates Mike Greenberg. I don't know what he did. I mean, I've heard some of the things, but... Sure, there's rumors. They hate him. Like, there's nothing good-natured about the conversation.
2: That was, that was some good nature and there was no good-natured there, but it wasn't, it wasn't good-natured. Oh, you, toward... you, had, you had to watch
1: it. It was... No, Patrick it, knew exactly what he was getting at.
2: No, but I'm saying it wasn't good-natured toward Greenie, but it was right. good-natured. Right. Oh, no, yeah, that's a good point.
1: Yeah. Man, what, is, what did Greenberg do to this guy and the family? Seems like a I'm sure the wife would freaking shank him if she had a chance. I mean, I
2: think she's pretty much said that on, right. on Twitter. Right, I know.
1: <laughs> oh, radio teams, when they break up, you really find out the truth. Maybe there'll be a tell-all book down the road. Cofield and Company tell-all? Probably not from Ari. Probably not, unless there's something I don't know about. Maybe Greenie was in the dark the whole time. Yeah, Who knows? could have been. Who knows? Maybe he had certain rules. Uh, have you been following the uh, Ghislaine Maxwell deal here? Did you see the uh, the list that just came out of uh, her and Epstein and that house and all the demands they had for the servers? Oh boy, oh, yeah, it was it was bad. It was about about what you think?
2: <laughs> okay.
1: Well, you start, let's you know start off with don't look at us. You know, like as a human being, don't look at don't look at me. Yeah, it was a "Do not eat or drink in front of uh, Mr. Epstein, Miss Maxwell, and their guest." Uh, the house phone should be answered in three rings or less. Can you imagine running around some giant estate mansion and you're like,
2: "We have to get that phone in three rings or we're in trouble." I mean, I can't imagine ever answering my phone.
1: Do not uh, do not expound on the weather or any other subject when <laughs> okay. entering bedrooms.
2: Okay.
1: <laughs> this is a whole guide. Uh, also, this is this is a big one for you. Um, the staff had a common, a list of common words and phrases that were banned, including, yeah, Okay, this is your favorite, sure, can't say sure, they're like, hey, Adam, sure. can you do the show next sure. Thursday, sure, sure. apparently uh, Epstein and Maxwell didn't like that, yeah, sure, gotcha, you bet, I don't know, even a quote, uh, no problem, banned, hey, what? can you do this, no problem, the correct responses were with pleasure, uh, also... Um, you are quite right. If criticized, the reply should be, quote, it was completely my fault. I will make changes immediately. Pages and pages of behavior etiquette by these two lunatics.
2: Well, we should uh, start big, Biggest this. one,
1: um, items in pockets must not create a bulge a, or be visible. Or jingle, I think,
2: would be important, too.
1: Uh, avoid using strong perfume or aftershave lotion. <laughs> okay, that's good.
2: I think this, these are pretty legitimate rules.
1: Yeah, I like that this is this is how they're building their case against an evil person who uh, was building a sex den for this well, creep and herself. Yeah,
2: it's pretty clear that that's just you're just trying to poison the opinion yeah, of the jury. These are horrendous it's really people. not. Yeah, it's really not relevant to the case at all. Uh, the not being able to say yeah reminds me. I've so we were talking about the the Beatles thing. I've watched some side programming as well about the Beatles now, just kind of getting into it and. Uh, Paul McCartney was telling a story that his dad uh, was also a musician and he would hear them uh, practice all the time. Because Lennon would just come over and they would just practice and they are like 16 and he would listen to their songs. And when they were writing um, Yeah, 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 he was like, that's that's how the Americans talk. He's like, why doesn't it, she loves me? Yes, yes, yes. And Paul's like, yeah, I don't think it's going to work. <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> I don't think that song's going to work, which would be hilarious. It's yeah. a totally different song. Epstein Dean have shut down the Beatles. <laughs> yes. No, no, yeah. With pleasure. She loves you with pleasure, with pleasure, with pleasure. I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't work. <laughs> no. Uh,
1: what did you think of the decorum behavior language used yesterday at the Bills post-game press conference where the safeties, Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde, got annoyed with a reporter? Uh, I'll give you the question. He says, it's been over 40 years since the team won a game passing it that few times. Is that embarrassing?
2: I mean, what kind of Boy, question? Boy, what are we doing, bro? What kind of question is that? It's a question? I mean, Nathan's
1: <laughs> going to be criticizing you. Of
2: falling into All right.
0: A- I think we. I you think we gave up.
2: Right. Seven points? Right. Yeah. We'll, 14, uh, four, 14, to, 14. 14 to 10. 14 to 10. Is the final score? We made stops when we had to. They had one big run. I mean, they got good backs. They, yeah. Uh, All right. Um, they kept coming back to a couple of runs. I mean, I don't know how you want us to answer that question. That's funny. Well, I'll, we'll remember that. I'll remember that.
1: Yeah, I'll remember that. So I think the, the guy Jerry Sullivan, he's got to be, what, 70? Yeah, he's an older, older gentleman. Um, so then Hyde, Hyde gets up, and he has to say one more thing here. Fire it. This,
2: this goes this respect. It's all about respect. I come here every single week, and I answer your questions. Truthfully, honestly, I appreciate you guys. Don't do that. Don't do that.
1: The reporter then responded <laughs> – no, the reporter responded uh, back in my day. he's. I think you've seriously said this. Back yeah. in my day, the players would answer questions like that. All right, dude. Yeah. I like it. Plant your flag.
2: I just love the, the, the whole thing's falling apart. Uh, before Is that season? a bad question? No. I, I mean, I, I think there's ways to say it. Um, I think what he's getting at is you know what every – Every radio show, every TV show, every single person that follows football, that talks about football, in the morning is going to be saying, ha, 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 the Patriots beat the Bills with only three passing attempts. What are they doing? They can't stop the run on defense. Ha, ha, ha. Is that embarrassing? That is what he's getting at. It's fair. It's what actually happened today. Um, all those things are true. Um, but you, I think there's ways, and a lot of times I, I know you – like to like to talk about it. I know other people like to, you know, make comments about what goes on in press conferences. Like there are certain ways, if you ask a question, and first of all, maybe that's what you're looking for. You're just looking for him to storm off, and, and that's that's. Yeah, I mean, he might that might be what his bosses wanted, and he got to walk off. Some sometimes you're like you actually need a quote about something, and you ask questions, kind of softballing them a little bit, just so they actually speak about what you're trying to ask them. Right. Um, because you kind of know you're not going to get a good quote necessarily off of are you embarrassed by what has happened out there maybe you will but i i think that there's there's times to do that there's times not to you know after a loss like that probably not going to answer it the way that's going to help you with your story but it will help you get attention and that sort of thing and that and that's that's fine sometimes um i do think that there signs that it's getting ugly in buffalo and before the season we said it's going to get ugly in buffalo's locker room I think we're seeing the signs of it. Yeah, I was wondering what was going on in the press conference. I I, I only looked,
1: uh, you know, real quickly for a write up on what the scene was like. We should probably just message uh, your guy Perino. <laughs> what was what was the other noise? What's the noise off to the side? Because for a second I was like, is Poyer's wife in the room?
2: <laughs> I don't think she was.
1: I, I probably don't know. a PR person. It sounded, there was a lot of noise in the yeah, room. Was. Um, and I've I've been And, and just to mention Poyer's wife was the one who was very vocal, kind of leading the charge. Of the uh, the uh, COVID hoaxer, you know, anti vaxxer stuff. So I don't. Who knows, man? I don't. I don't know if it's a, you know. Now I'm blanking on the guy's name. Who who was the defensive back in Tampa and Grimes, right? Oh yeah, yeah. And his wife oh, who yeah. was who was very very vocal. So I don't know if Poyer's wife is around. And then she hears this question, and all of a sudden Jerry Sullivan's
2: got to worry about you know getting <laughs> freaking a crowbar to the knee. But I think I think multiple things, and, and it's like it's not necessarily over the COVID issue which we know was breaking that locker room apart before the season because players were tweeting about it um, but sometimes like a thing like that can spark other things if the locker room is somewhat divided over the COVID issue and over the vaccines then all of a sudden it could it could more easily fracture when you face adversity of other things we know how those things build up this isn't about this it's about that it's not about this it's about that Like those things happen a lot and I think you're seeing a little bit of it and I genuinely think that part of it again is I don't think there's another team in the league that everything is about one person and it always is and this has been a team that's been good for a couple of years but all the talks about one person and I think you saw it there they're like are you embarrassed we give up 14 points bro what did that guy that you're praising all the time and saying he's the greatest thing that's ever happened, who's done nothing in th- now three of his four seasons? Like, what is what that guy, is he embarrassed? That's what you should talk about. And I think you're starting to see that a little bit. 60 minutes of uh, running
1: Rebel basketball talk, college basketball talk on the way after 6 o'clock. It's a Kevin Kruger radio show right here on ESPN uh las vegas 1100 100.9 fm and you can watch the show live go check it out it's at parkway tavern normally it's over at the orleans but right now the orleans uh facilities uh taking up bailiwick by nfr so they're gonna have the show live six o'clock start get on over there happy hour still going on great place the newest parkway tavern location on volunteer it's right down there near the m it's a kevin kruger radio show up in about 10 minutes
0: Call Nova today for a VA loan with no lender fees. That's $1,300 in savings. Call Dustin DeHart at 577-2600. <phone rings> Cofield and Company presents...
2: Hey, hold on, hold on, hold
0: on. Grab Bag.
2: Don't touch it. Don't even look at it.
0: Only on ESPN Las Vegas. Stick your
2: hand in there, Dave
1: tweet i saw earlier about uh bills and patriots and you know a lot of good storylines coming out of that thing especially since uh some books in town like superbook have the patriots as the favorite to win the super bowl which to me is still crazy because i'm thinking belichick's like you know we've had to kind of manage and massage this rookie quarterback the whole year i don't trust him to freaking throw in this win so let's not do it seth wickersham tweeted People think throwing three times reveals what Belichick thinks about Mac Jones when maybe it reveals more about what he thinks about Josh Allen and the Bills' offensive coaches.
2: Okay. Hmm. Possible. Something to think about. There's also weather. And I think it's really, you know, the Bills could have not taken the ball in the second half and instead chosen to take the wind in the fourth quarter, which is probably what Belichick would have done. He probably would have said – I'll kick off both halves in order to get the wind in the second and the fourth quarter. Why not? But he defers in the first half. Uh, and then, you know, the way that they set it up to to just have the wind in the second and fourth quarter, I think they would have gladly given up the ball in both halves in order to do that. And they didn't have to. The Bills took the ball. Stick your hand
1: in there, Dave. That soccer stadium talk, which I still think you're having trouble embracing, like talking about the stadium, because I'm not sure that you believe we're getting the team.
2: No, I think I think we will. I but you do think similar. the
1: timing is it's it's way late because yeah. there was a whole project ready to go, and then it got struck down. I, I also think the MLS was playing us back then, but that was you know eight nine years ago, and that was going to be a nice stadium uh, down in that area you mentioned by the Smith Center. In your newspaper story about this, your boy Mick was talking about what uh, the uh, Eden's Group was thinking about. Right, that's the uh, the dude who owns the Bucks. Looking to build a soccer stadium on 110 acres of land, LV Boulevard and Warm Springs Road, uh, right near where they're going to do the high-speed train station. Edens, the co-founder of Fortress Investment Group, which owns Brightline, the, the train company, or the the one that's in charge of the high-speed train, so and that plot of land. So I guess if they, they could flip
2: it and be like, nah, eh, we'll, we'll get we'll do the train somewhere else. Maybe they've got enough room to do both. I don't know. So it'd be, it'd be a cross for those that are trying to put that in perspective, across from the South Outlet Mall. Right. It's good for me. It's close. And every once in a
1: while I've been using Warm Springs to go across the 15 and get over to Dean Martin to avoid all the traffic. Oof, that'll be ruined. <laughs> Stadium and a train station <laughs> there. This is all about me getting around town. Of course it is. So I'm thinking about all these routes. You know what I like? I build – every new stadium you're going to do cuz i've heard uh, from northerners, right uh, i've heard from northerners around las vegas that like hey why don't we build a stadium baseball stadium out by the speedway yep go ahead and do it <laughs> does, i'm never out there does, it won't affect my life
2: doesn't except affect to go, your, your except traffic? to go cover
1: the games but beyond that it's not going to get in the way i don't mind it i wouldn't mind it as much as you like the wild wild west and i actually think as a stadium complex area it would be freaking awesome right across from t mobile and right down the road from the Al, um, that we've talked about that that traffic project is still not off the ground, and now they're kind of fighting over what they're going to do with with the roads there. I, it, I know we've done this
2: a million times. It is here we go? Is Dorenko ever going to be done? Where? Like all over it. Oh, every time I go over there, I'm like, what are we doing I, with this road?
1: I'm to the point now. I'm like, I don't know if anything. I don't know if any road is going to be done because I swear I get on I get on roads here and I'm like, oh, I'm going to go this way, and then I'm like,
0: there's cones here too. No. <laughs>
1: It's They're everywhere. Insanity. And it never ends. I live near neighborhoods where uh, they, I think it's been six weeks that one of the entrances to their neighborhood is just inaccessible. You can't get into your own neighborhood. You have to, there's only one <laughs> way in and out. And I'm like, it's coming.
2: So frustrating. I'm
1: like, there it is. Vegas. Vegas huh. and traffic. Vegas and freaking construction projects. It's a freaking nightmare. Stick your
2: hand in there, Dave.
1: You know what I should do? And you should do it too. You know the Clydesdales are coming? I don't like them.
2: You don't? They're they're very scary. Downtown Summerlin. They're giant. They are giant. Yeah, uh, they're very they're awesome. People love them. Yeah. I just I'm intimidated. They're they're huge. I never knew this
1: that they're they are actually. Uh, by the way, this is before we run out of time because I'll forget to mention it. Uh, they're doing an appearance as grand marshals of the Downtown Summerlin Holiday Parade on Park Center Drive. One of those roads in there. Uh, there's a public viewing on the lawn. Didn't know they had the lawn. Oh yeah, from nice. six thirty to seven thirty on Friday night, and they said afterwards, you know, you can grab a. Actually, no, up until seven thirty, you can grab a ice cold Budweiser with the Clydesdales. They're That's not going to drink the Bud, though. Sounds lovely. Yeah, but uh, they actually have very short names. I didn't know this. Duke, Mark, and Bud makes it easier for the driver to give commands during the performance. Are you going to go pet them? They are big. They're giant. I don't want to get kicked by a Clydesdale, but no. they're they're supposed to be super super impressive. Kevin Kruger radio show is on the way. Stick around. John Sandler, Curtis Terry and the coach talking hoops.